welcome to the Arkansas Post, a podcast about Arkansas for people that love Arkansas. Today we're going to talk about Napoleon, Napoleon, Arkansas, also known as Arkansas's Atlantis. Um, So you probably haven't heard of Napoleon. Uh, The reason for that is it currently exists at the bottom of the Mississippi River. Uh, And how it got there is a pretty interesting story that uh, I'm guessing most people haven't heard of. So as a a primer, uh, Napoleon, Arkansas is in southeast Arkansas. It's just north of Arkansas City. Um, And it is right at the confluence of the Arkansas River and the Mississippi River. Right. So the the Arkansas River is very interesting where it hits the Mississippi, it hits right with the white, and the white actually hits the Mississippi and not the Arkansas. And so you have the Arkansas, the white, and the Mississippi all within us, maybe like a mile, maybe less than a mile area, that all, all right there. And uh, Napoleon was founded on the western side of the Arkansas River um, where it hits the Mississippi, where it flows into the Mississippi. Um, It's no longer there, and we'll get into that, but um, it's an interesting tale. Yes, and it was, all right, so it was founded in the the late 1820s by a Frenchman, a French entrepreneur uh, named Frederick Notrebe, and he decided to build the, the uh, you know, build a little town right there because of, obviously, uh, you know, you've got the riverboat economy, if you will, on the Mississippi at the time. So it's uh, very well located so the, for commerce. So the idea was it's right there on the Arkansas River and the Mississippi River. And what you would have, so the Arkansas Post is a French outpost and so it makes sense that a Frenchman would found uh, Napoleon and kind of name it Napoleon. Well, he so he was a soldier and he served under Napoleon, so that's why he named it. Right. Napoleon. Uh, and they he was he went by a colonel, but no one kind of knew why he was named Colonel. Well, that's the great thing about the frontier, Joey. You can really be <laughs> whatever you want. I should, uh, I could, so you're saying I could go to the moon and just say, I'm, I'm Colonel Jocelyn on the moon, uh, and it would work well, I'm, out. I'm General, I'm General <laughs> Fleming, but you got a dream big. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so uh, it was founded in the late 1820s. Uh, 1832 was the first post office. Uh, 1836, Arkansas was uh, formally formed as a state. So after 1836, you kind of get an influx of people coming to Arkansas because it becomes a state. Uh, and I think in 1838, um, uh, because of its French influence, um, a the uh, I think the Catholic uh, bishop in St. Louis uh, sent a, a priest down to... Um, Napoleon to uh, found a church there. The I think the first mass was in eighteen thirty eight, and I think the school was found in eighteen thirty nine in Napoleon. So you have all these things happening in the late eighteen thirties, um, right there in Napoleon. Um, yeah, and so, the 
so we should mention too that it it did suffer you know from so it was it was a low lying land and you know the floods were not uncommon right so what made it profitable also eventually made it kind of a terrible spot um it the the problem with that area is that flooding the mississippi river would always flood um <laughs> the town of napoleon it was almost uh seasonal where the town of napoleon would flood and so yes it was a great location but it was also a terrible location uh and you see in the 1840s and 1850s where it was a great location because the steamboats would come down the mississippi river up the mississippi river and they would trade over uh goods off of the the steamboats onto flat bottom boats that would go up the arkansas river and so it made it a very a, a great place for uh trades to move over for people to um to, to stay and rest for uh steamboats to stop and um you know let passengers off that were going up the Arkansas River or trade or move goods over to other boats that will go up the Arkansas River. But it, it also was a terrible location because it just the physical location of Napoleon made it a terrible place because it was on, it wasn't on high ground and it flooded all the time. Um, and I think that would make it, it, it made it worse after, during the Civil War and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, well, I want to talk about the town too, because this was a rough town. Um, <laughs> this is right in line with sort of the, uh, lawless, uh, nature and characterization of Arkansas, uh, of the time. Uh, there was, it was said that there were, uh, brawls and, and murders almost, almost every night. Um, I think there was something like, like tw- seriously, like 12 to 20 saloons. Um, I remember reading, uh, in, in one post about, there was a student uh, from Arkansas that was going to school at a university outside of Arkansas and someone had actually traveled down uh, the river and stopped in Napoleon and came back and, and it was like a lecturer that came actually to their class or, or to their school and lectured. And he, he mentioned his time in Napoleon and he was like, I've been not six yards from hell. <laughs> he was talking about like the mosquitoes and the violence and just all the, just the craziness that was going on down there. And that the student actually started claiming he was like from Mississippi instead of Arkansas after that. <laughs> yeah. He, he started claiming he was across the, from across the river and in Mississippi yeah. instead of Arkansas. I'm on the Texas side of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, they, I, I think we were, that uh, that article from um, uh, the Arkansas Atlantis or Atlantis Arkansas, what is it? Yeah, the Arkansas. Well, it's from the historic quarterly. Yeah, yeah. He, he talked about how um, it was interesting because <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen the movie Waterworld, and I'm I make a, a Waterworld <laughs> reference here. It, they had like this floating, almost this floating uh, hotel. Uh, they had this huge barge where they had rooms set up because it flooded so much. Why, why put it on land when you can just have this floating barge where you can uh, uh, just stay on that instead of having to worry about going uh, into this crime-infested town? Um, it, it's, it's a really, it was a really interesting town. 
And that was the nicest hotel in town is the other thing it said about that. <laughs> yeah. It was this barge that was overcrowded and sitting on the Mississippi river. Yeah. And they were just talking about, uh, also in that same article, talking about the houses that were built in Napoleon, how they were like super shoddy built by speculators, no doubt, like just total, <laughs> just total, uh, typical Arkansas, typical frontier Arkansas at the time, especially in these boom towns like Little Rock and Napoleon and, and places like that. Um, but you know, a project, a construction project that was, uh, very meaningful for, for Napoleon was, uh, when the U S surgeon general selected it as the location for a federal maritime hospital. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? Right. So what was unique about these hospitals was there were seven of them up and down the Mississippi river and that, uh, part of the wages that um, uh, the steamboat pilots and steamboat uh, crewmen um, were taxed, and part of these wages went to establishing these hospitals up and down the Mississippi River. And because Arkansas had a influential uh, senator, uh, Napoleon was selected in uh, 1842. Uh, was when it was officially selected to be uh, a site of one of these hospitals. And it was a very big deal that Napoleon was selected. Um, the architect of these hospitals was a guy named Stephen Long. And he, looked, he took one look at Napoleon and said, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this is a terrible site. Why don't we go to Helena? which Helena has these nice bluffs. We can go and build this hospital and it'll stay dry all the time. We don't have to worry about uh, the Mississippi River flooding this town because it would, it would flood almost every other year. Um, and the senator, basically, the senator from Arkansas basically said, no, we're going to leave it in Napoleon. We decided we're smarter than you. We're going to leave it in Napoleon. And so that was in 1842. And I think it was uh, finally completed. 14 years later yeah. in 1854. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had some issues along the way, including <laughs> some floods. Uh, absolutely. They had some, they had some flooding issues. And then, so it finally got completed uh, right in time for uh, the civil war, which was, uh, I think, the turning point uh, in Napoleon's, the town of Napoleon's history. Yeah, you could say that. You could definitely <laughs> say that. Um, so <laughs> if, we, uh, if we fast forward from 1854, um, we've got, uh, well, first, uh, the Confederate sympathizers, before the war even begins, I might mention, uh, take over the Maritime Hospital. Uh, you know, for its strategic significance. And I think there may have even been some, um, you know, it's a, it's a federal building, so there was some uh, logistical supplies in there, let's just say. So they take it over. And then pretty quickly, though, the Union boats, um, you know, establish, uh, I guess, a, a, do a dominant position, right, on the Mississippi and, and, and Napoleon itself. Right. So the Confederates, right off the bat, take take Napoleon, they take the hospital, they, they take two guns and they think, oh, we're, we're hot stuff. 
the Union come in, they take back Napoleon. But what was interesting about the location of Napoleon was that it was on the, the western side of the Arkansas River, the confluence of the Arkansas River. But the Mississippi River had this huge turn that it did. Uh, it went it had a huge like turn into Mississippi. And so it, what would happen is, so the Union occupied Napoleon. And, and you ahead. say a huge turn. It's, it's, ten, it's 10 miles from basically from point to point uh, for a ship. Right. But th- by land, it's half a mile. Yeah, it's, point to it's point. 1,400 yeah. feet. Uh, half a mile is um, the distance between. Um, and it was known as Beulah Bend? Yeah, so the city of Beulah used to be on the Mississippi River uh, in this in this turn. Um, when we get to the end of the story, it won't be in the turn anymore. But um, what was so interesting was, so the Union held Napoleon, and so to come up and down the Mississippi River, they had to take this huge turn. And what the Confederates would do, they would sit on one side of the river, fire at the Union ships, on the on the north side of the bend and then when the union ships came around the turn they would run across the 1400 feet or whatever and then fire them fire them on the south side of the bend and it really frustrated union um, ships and sailors to have the confederates get to be able to take two shots at them every single time they went up and down the mississippi river right and they were patrolling it at this point so You've got them, you know, patrolling north to south, south to north on the Mississippi, and they get hit both times. And it also, it's it's a 10-mile run, so it takes, it just takes, you know, it takes time as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a waste of time. I don't, gosh, I don't know how long it would take to take do 10 miles, and one of those shits probably 20, 30 Probably, minutes, maybe I mean, an against, hour. Against yeah. the current, too, one way, right? So Yeah, if you're going up. <clears throat> yeah. So... What um, a union, I think a union captain of one ship decided, you know what we're going to do is we're going to do a cut through of this bend in the Mississippi River. And the idea was, is we're going to stop taking shots from both sides of this, uh, this turn and just be able to go straight through. And so... What was remarkable about it was it didn't take long at all to be able to dig this cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I've I've read some stuff that said um, basically the river was you know the Mississippi was working on this already, um, and uh, you know it's just the nature like if the river is coming south right and it hits this peninsula, like it's it, it's eroding that peninsula right. right. I mean it's going to take a long time obviously to erode completely through it, but it's it's hitting it and then it's going around it. Um, and the, uh, the commander was a guy named Selfridge. Um, and he piloted a ship called the, uh, Knest, the Knest Oga. Yeah. And it was the one that was doing the, uh, the daily patrol. So, you know, you can imagine just getting shot at, uh, on daily patrols by these Confederate guerrillas. <laughs> That's not good for morale. Um, you know, so he's he anyway. He's the one that decided to dig the canal, right? And so he digs this canal, and he was the first one to go through it. He didn't know how deep it was. He didn't know whether or not there was going to be anything in the way with his ship, and he went he went straight through. Um, it, and yeah, he the said the side. water cut 
he writes that the water cut through the canal quickly, and he recalled that before many hours, a raging torrent, torrent was rapidly enlarging the cut, carrying away even large trees. So he essentially unleashed the power of the Mississippi on this, you know, by just digging this small canal. Um, and he said, and he, 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 he got into it the next morning. Like he, it says he couldn't wait to try it, the new, more efficient route. Uh, and so at that point it's just a matter of time for Napoleon as a town uh, to not exist anymore so what this what this U-turn basically did in the Mississippi River was it slowed down the river and so if you take out this U-turn there's no breakage in the river there's no slowing down the river and so when the when it raises up or when it floods again it's just gonna. It's gonna be more severe floods, and I think at the end of the war, I think the town people and Napoleon talked about suing the federal government because um, not only did the Union troops, I think, destroy some buildings in Napoleon, but also that they took this huge bend out of the Mississippi River, and the flooding was so much worse after they did this. Union forces dig a canal, and it entirely. Uh, in, in due time, right? So not immediately, but uh, in the course of just, just a few years, washes away and, and ultimately submerges what was the town of Napoleon. Right. So I think they, in the, in the article we, we read, I think by 1874, the town was, I think there was a huge flood in 1874 and it, it basically put the, um, the nail in the coffin on Napoleon at that time. I think they were basically running a steamboat from Napoleon to uh, Arkansas Post uh, up the river with inhabitants of Napoleon um, almost as refugees. Um, I'm not sure, when did, uh, when did Mark Twain get into and write his um, his short story about Napoleon. Well, he, yeah, he wrote it, uh, in life of the Mississippi, um, was where the story came from, but it was, uh, basically a story about, uh, a union soldier. It must've been an officer who had scored, uh, hidden basically $10,000 in Napoleon, uh, behind, it was basically behind a brick and one of the buildings in the town square uh and you know the adventurer that heard this tale like went to seek it and realized like when he got near there <laughs> that napoleon was no more <laughs> so this you know this is uh this is why it's called arkansas uh atlantis because it really is a entirely submerged uh you know, town uh, under the mississippi so i, I think I think I think Mark Twain is drawn by, and I think people are drawn by that story by, oh, what is underneath the Mississippi River? You know, we're we're intrigued by things that may yet be, you know, undiscovered, and that can be discovered. And I also think there's a there's a really interesting part of the story where, what what made Napoleon possible was, you know, its location on the Mississippi River and the Arkansas River, but it was also its demise. You know, it's 
um, it's birthed out of the Mississippi and Arkansas River, and its death is by the Arkansas River and the Mississippi River. And I think that's what, you know, draws Mark Twain to Napoleon is both the the beginning and the end and also the mystery of what is Napoleon and what, you know, what might be Napoleon. I think that's what draws us all to Napoleon.